This week on the Push All Loads podcast, we talk about my trip to see Mike Boyle over in Boston, uh, Dan's photo shoots, and a little bit of an unfortunate circumstance in chiropractic. Three, two, one. You better watch out for that chiropractor, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with and myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. Almost just cut you off there. I went and Tom Hall way too early. I was like, ooh, no. It's so long hey, since we've done one. Just that's it. it, do you know what I mean? You've been away, you've had a week off. A week off, yeah, that's it. Your brain's working now, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, mate, that chiropractor. We'll, <laughs> talk, we'll, we'll talk about that in the end. That's, that's, more, that's stupid things in, well, stupid things, that's ridiculous things in real life. Um, yeah, bringing back the segments. Yeah. yeah, why not? Fuck it. Just happens anyway, doesn't it? Uh, what's going on? Not a lot, mate. How's America? Jesus. I just turned the, the volume up and that was way too loud. Wow, you're um, having a right now, aren't you? <laughs> it was just absolutely shouted at me. Uh, yeah, wonderful. Thank you. It was nice. I was in Boston. Did you know? Boston. Boston. Yeah. I think that's the home of the Woolburger. Didn't have any Woolburgers there because we got them in England, so that's fine. Um, oh, the food was good, though, man. I, I, we made several trips to uh, Dunkin, of course. Dunkin Donuts. Dunkin, uh, Dunkin or Starbucks, mine. What do you think? What was the coffee like? Well, which, what are you? Dunkin or Starbucks? I'd go Dunkin Donuts, probably, because I want a donut. 100%, yeah. Starbucks food is shit, so... <laughs> Starbucks is terrible, and the coffee yeah. is worse as well. So, Dunkin, easy. Um, yeah, I had like... I don't know how many donuts I had. Four? Five? Maybe. A day, hopefully. Oh, yeah, easy. That's <laughs> it. Was it was great. Four or five um, in total, mate. Like, creams, awful. Uh, it was, yeah, it was good. Um, some cinnamon. It was a coffee. No, it was going to be a coffee bun or coffee coffee swirl that I had at some point, and it was not. It was a cinnamon roll. It was good, 100%. Um, just came back, and I was like, just happy. I was like, yeah, this is good. Got a massive coffee. Oh, what? That's what happens. All right. So this is what... Whoever, whoever owns coffee shops, and if you listen, is, it, is this your cologne... Colonial Smalls guy, listen at any point? Probably not. No, Max or listen, no. Uh, all right. Well, if he ever does. He's um, got a life. <laughs> Starbucks in the UK or whatever. Right. Why don't these places, um, so Duncan do it in the, in the US, and obviously Duncan have never come over here. No idea. What it sounds like you're just talking about a guy called Duncan. <laughs> Duncan Duncan's Donuts. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah. they're big in Scotland. Um, <laughs> but so they, they, they do like. A big crate thing. You know, you have like in a box, right? You buy wine in a box. Yeah. Terrible. You have it at like garden parties or whatever. And, yeah. yeah. And, but a massive like, I don't know, a gallon of like, coffee and you, you, you fill it up there like 20 bucks and then you take it to work and then people have just got, it's just got a gallon of filtered coffee in there and then you just have it out of that. I'd imagine because it, it, it's probably just like It really was so shit, good. It was shit good, coffee. Mate. It was good, mate. It's probably, it must just be strong yeah, was, coffee, though, it right? Good. It's not like it's it was amazing. Good. It was filled with coffee. Also, we you saying that though, we because we kept on saying to Mike, we're like, "What do you order at Duncan?" Because every single time we say anything, they get so confused about what we're saying. Because obviously, the, the home of like barista coffee and oh, not the home of it, but we have a lot more barista based, maybe artisan, quiet little coffee shops in London that we're used to. Yeah. If if we walked into a, a Dunkin' Donuts and said flat white, I'm pretty sure they were going to explode. They were like. What? What are you on about? We kept on saying filter. And they were like, "What's that?" I was like, "That coffee in the jar. Like that's a filter coffee." <laughs> what like, did they call it then? Just like they were just like a regular coffee. I was like, "Yeah, that's no fun." Like, but it's the regular coffee and americano. Obviously, we know the difference. But it was like that's a filter. That's americano um, or an espresso that has a sh- espresso shot in it. That doesn't. Yeah, but you see, they don't really have um, like instant <sighs> coffee much over there, do they? No. Not really. So to them, like most homes have like filter coffee, filter and that's coffee just normal. Yeah, that's just that's, normal. A, that's sort of a regular. You yeah, just, you they just have them. those jugs. Those jugs of ready cooked coffee, yeah. like warm Mike, up. Mike it? was just like, just go in there and ask for a regular. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. fine. Boring, but <laughs> boring. Did well, I even go? What's your name? <laughs> like, oh, jeez, <laughs> no, like, like, this again. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I've done that in a Starbucks, and I was the only one in there. And I was like, I just looked around when he said it. I was like, I'm the only one here, mate. Um, you say that, but I went into one at the weekend with Mike, and we ordered a coffee, and the guy put it down on the thing, and then I was like, is that mine? I don't know. Is that, like, there's a few other people in there, and he just sort of said, oh, that's the skinny cappuccino, whatever, 
And I was like, okay, that one. And then the next guy came and goes, oh, that's what I ordered as well. And I was like, so whose is it? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, when you're like, we, we just used to having names shouted out to us. He was like, yeah. that's, the, that's my nickname. Skinny Cappuccino just rocks yeah. up. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> but I was, that was when like, nobody else was there. I just, I physically turned around just to kind of take the piss. And I was like, you do realise I'm the only one in the shop, right? He's like, oh, yeah, company policy. I was like, bullshit. Absolutely bullshit. <laughs> I was like, definitely not. Was like, company policy really- to spell your name wrong as well. <laughs> I was like, you can't get Tom. Right, right, really surely. Um, but yeah, food was good. Did the whole Boston things. Went to somewhere called Abe and Louis, was good. Went to Union Oyster House. Oldest restaurant in Boston, maybe? I think. Um, had a little plaque on it, I think I'm pretty sure it did. Had lobster rolls in there. Had the clam chowder, Dan. Done all that business. Done it, ticked off. Went and saw the Celtics. Done that. Oh, you bastard. They're playing well as well at the moment. Uh, they were good. They were good fun. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker was good. He 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 came on and like scored like four threes in a row. Yeah. Without reply against the the, the Mavericks. And it was sick. Also, who's the Mavericks player who's really good? Like Luka Doncic. Doncic. He's incredible. He was oh, so good. God. Also, mate, he needs to lean out a bit. He's a bit fat. Yeah. No, no, he's not too bad. There's one <laughs> who is awful. Like any of those listening watching their basketball, there's one called Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. He's like Serbian. Yeah. And he's a really good player. Like his stats are incredible, but he is just a fat fuck. You know, when you look at someone <laughs> going, you're just yeah, fat, yeah. Like, lose weight. And apparently he's like, he drinks gallons of normal full fat, full fat, full sugar Coke. Oh, really? And like, but to look at him, you're like, you're like, you'd be so much better if you were just a little bit leaner. Like he's not actually got that much muscle. He's just yeah. fat. Because we, we, when he when he wandered on, we didn't really know who he was. And then Carl goes, "Who's this fat lad that's just come on?" And he's just like, "What's the, he needs a bit of conditioning, doesn't he?" And then yeah, Luke Luke Doncic, he was like, like uh, "He was rookie of the year." We're like, "What?" Yeah, uh, he's best, <laughs> best, best rookie of the year, and he's probably he's, he's in at the moment. Started as one of the best players in the season. Yeah, but he is one of those. He looks a little bit stocky. He's yeah, not that. He doesn't. He's not that fat. Like they're, they're far worse for than a him. Big guy. Like he's six seven, something like that. Six eight, yeah, something like that. And we were like, "Jesus Christ, Peter Crouch is that height." I was like, he does not look like him <laughs> at all. Just a completely different build. But oh, different. Let me see if I can find a picture of Nikola Jokic to show you on on, on here now because he may it's ridiculous how how fat he is. <laughs> okay, like he shouldn't be he shouldn't be an elite level basketball player. <laughs> it's weird how that happens, isn't it? Um, but should we prove- like yeah, like look at it. Let's see if we can see if we can. Like oh yeah, he's just puppy, isn't he? He's just yeah, just like fat all over him. Really like Pat Puppy fat. If you were to, to take all his fat off, you probably wouldn't actually weigh that much. No. Like, not that <laughs> he's, much just like, he's just tall. All right, okay, cool. <laughs> we got it, we got it. Um, yeah, but good time. Really good time. I guess we're going to go into what was happening out there anyway. Um, so we're going to discuss a bit of Mike Boyle um, and why we were there and what we were doing. Kind of the takeaways from my part and what they're doing really well um, and what <laughs> should come to the UK and just... We need to get our head out of our own asses, essentially, as trainers, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then, photo shoot, Dan. You had a little photo shoot, didn't you? Yes, I had a photo shoot this weekend. I, I saw really uh, an unnerving amount of Mike just rubbing clients. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, it's I mean, weird how he, he was doing it and, like, doing it, like, round the corner, out of the way, and then yeah, all of a sudden, I'd be like, I'd catch him, and I'm like, Mike, what are you doing that? Th-? You know what I mean? What are you doing that for? It just, it, yeah, a bit weird, wasn't it? Yeah, he just, I mean, he wouldn't let anyone else touch that baby oil, mate. No one else knew where it was, so, you know. I mean, and then he went in his car, and you're like, shit, you've got heaps of Yeah, that. yeah, he brought, the, he brought it all with him. So. <laughs> just his clients, like, batting away. He's like, Mike, I'm not doing the shoot. I just came through the, came through the laugh. He's like, no, get off, mate. Come on, mate. Yeah, you're getting rubbed down. Everyone got rubbed down. <laughs> we'll get rubbed down. It's actually fine. No, it was really good, yeah. Really, really good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, chiropractors are jokes, aren't they? Um, but, yeah, this is a strange medical profession to go into. I'm sure there's probably one that listens... Maybe. Probably. We're probably going to get in trouble with them now. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> I'm blaming you, though. But they can defend this person who's bonkers, clearly. Um, <coughs> but he's apparently allowed to practice again. But we'll go into it. So, Mike Boyle. What do you know of Mike Boyle, Dan? Uh, Mike Boyle is called, or in the circles in, I suppose, the PT world, he's known as a functional strength coach. Is that right? I've got his book, I believe, in my on my bookcase. I think it's Functional Strength Training... Volume two, I've got. I think. Yeah, and um, he was the person who, and the other reason I really like him is he was Ben Bruno's mentor. Ben Bruno was intern there and stuff like that. So yeah, he's um, he's got some really solid principles around training. I really like them from an athletic point of view. I think he speaks a lot of sense from um, from a do no harm 
get people strong as fuck point of view. I really like his attitude to it. I think a lot of elite level sports people and clubs could learn a hell of a lot from him because he's not shy of loading an athlete and giving them lots of weight, but he's also not shy of being somewhat different in how he goes about it. He's not going to just back squat someone for the sake of it, for example. Like he's the guy who's really big on single leg training over double leg training. He's like, again, how many athletes need to do double leg kind of thing. Um, big on core as well, I believe. Stabilized, core stabilization and stuff like that. Um, and to look at, you would never think in a million years he could move a weight. Right? He looks really small and scrawny and stuff like that, but very, very clever guy. And just, I think the way I've described him is just really, really sound knowledge, principles, application, experience. Like, I just don't think you could really argue with anything he says. Do you know what I mean? No. He doesn't say anything too controversial. It's just basics. It works over time. Get it done. You will get strong as fuck. You will be a good athlete doing his programs. There's not really any woohoo shit. It's just straight down the barrel. You know what you're going to get every single time. Probably, I can't imagine there's huge amounts of, um, not in a bad way, individualization in programs. I imagine it's pretty much like if you're uh, an American football player and you're in one of these two, three positions, you're probably going to be doing a program that's pretty similar to someone else in those same positions because ultimately you just need to do certain things to get strong. Um, things like that, I suppose. That would be my assumption. <laughs> assumption, yeah. You're pretty bang on, mate, to be honest. In terms of, I mean, he's kind of one of the, I don't know, I, I guess you'd put it down for strength conditioning and particularly strength conditioning within personal training, making it more popular. Um, for like CPD wise and doing, he's probably one of the founders and the first guys to do it. And I don't know, get it out there and spoke his word though, so, because he was, I guess, he was one of the first guys to to video a lecture and decide to sell that on. It was mm. like in terms of money making thing, he was like, he he told us that and he was like, yeah, yeah, we saw we saw somebody lecturing and then we we're like, just a whiteboard. So I made ten of them, filmed it one day and made a shit ton of money. He was like, ah, oh, okay, cool. He was like. You have no idea how much money I made that day. <laughs> it was like, didn't have to work. Crazy. It was like, crazy. Just from just recording some VHS and they were like, then we put them on DVD. It was great. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so he first did like lecturing. He owns uh, strengthcoach.com. So it's like an online forum for thing. And Billy or not, Darren, one of the guys, he's like, uh, one of the guys that came out with one of the elite trainers, like bangs out 160, 170 sessions a, a month. Ridiculous numbers. Um He's like loved him for ages and uh, kind of been out there before. And he was like, "Yep, yeah, I'm a member. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know. I've never been in any years, but I still pay like my five, six quid a, a month at strengthcoach.com." <laughs> I think like I will. I think at one point in time, I might have been on it. I think nearly every PT has definitely been on it or whatever. And there's, I've been on it. I'm, I've never been a subscriber. I don't think, or a member. No, I mean, I think I've subscribed to it for a anyway, short period. Yeah, yeah. So just to, just to get, like, it's forums and articles. Again, and, like, as, this is going to sound really good, but his website is just exactly as I imagined it would be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's just, like, Mike Boyle's, it's, like, it's just one of those guys, like, the website is just, it's, it's functional. It just does what it's supposed to do. There's text on it, there's buttons, but it does not look flashy at no. all. It's, like... It was, it was funny when we were talking about, so how much your money do you spend on marketing? He was like, nothing. <laughs> it was like every now and again we might chuck 500 quid um at a high school just to donate to a charity and just and you can put a tiny little ad in their like program but that's all we want we don't care like <laughs> we get people because we're good like, uh, yep yeah, pretty much yeah that's that's exactly it but um it was really cool spending a lot of time with him. i mean we spent loads of time with him over three days sat down with him observed the whole facility he's got two facilities um, one's the one basis he spends about nine months in and then he spends about three months in another one which is based in a school for, um, and in a sports complex near like a track and a, a football place so he probably gets in there with the teams down there um, but he's never because everybody goes oh has he got loads of gyms no <laughs> doesn't want to do that like a lot of these guys don't like Mike Robertson doesn't he's not gone into it crazy he's only got two um, they're not multiple facility owners, are they? They never right. really thought about it. Um, I don't think they're just like, oh, we can just we can, we can earn a decent, amazing living doing this, and we'll sell on other stuff and content and be really, really ridiculously good at what we do. Um, yeah, they do focus on that. They just want to be quality. They just want to be known for that for that side of things. I think there's a lot to be said for that in our industry of people who do things well and and just focus on that and do it, you know, year after year after year, and you know. 
do little bits on the side and add-ons, but ultimately, if, you, if you're good at that and you love doing it, then just keep doing it. People like us, four Brits, or kind of five Brits, sorry, are flying like that far around the world just to just to spend three or four days there. Just yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Um, interns come all over the world. They're like, obviously, he's good friends with, like, with a bunch of massive people. He's like, Dan John's a great guy, big drinker. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, these guys, <laughs> this is just like... To, Stegen, like the co-owner of like EXO, she's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's cool, he's sound. Like half the EXO's coaches internships, uh, Mike Boyle's, Nicole Rodriguez, Mike Boyle, like, oh, obviously Ben Bruno, Mike Boyle. All these guys started off there on just ridiculous quality and just interning as well. So we met a few interns. They intern for like three months at a time. They just go and immerse themselves in it, um, and then they in-house. They have about twenty-five to thirty trainers at that one. Or wow. But it's quite cool because um, the facility is awesome, right? So it's just like you. Obviously, if anybody follows me on my Instagram, my like was like stories every single day about what the facility was like and when we were roaming around. All the signed shirts from every single athlete's been there. And Danny Sturridge was over there this this year. I think really? trying to get strong. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was really funny. What did he? Um, so we met. Uh, we met John Paloff. Paloff Press. As of the Paloff Press. It was unreal. We were like, no. Was, <laughs> yeah, he, really, was he really boring but effective? Uh, <laughs> it's exactly him. No, he's, fucking, he's absolutely hilarious. He's got... Um, oh, so he's got a, hun- a kind of a hunchback as well. So he obviously, he's, got, no, he's doing too many Paloff Presses, essentially. Probably, um, yeah. <laughs> but he, he doesn't really talk about it as well because he obviously gets asked about it all the time. Interesting. Mike Boyle, in his programmes, I've got one here. Um... He refuses to give him credit. <laughs> it's so funny. Obviously, he works at Mike Boyle's facility. That's where his clinic is. Because he's a he's a phys- he's a physiotherapist, um, really. Please tell me he calls it like, the Boyle press or something like. No, he just calls it like a half kneel or anti rotation press. <laughs> he's like thoracic anti rotation press. Brilliant. Uh, he, and then we were like, "Why is?" It? We were like, "Because well, we were going through the day plan when Mike was training us." We was like, "I'm pretty sure that's a Palaf press." He was like, "No, it fucking isn't." <laughs> and he was like, "I refuse to give that credit." <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. It was just like, yeah, he's the guy that invented the Palaf press. And then we asked him about it, and he was like, "Nah, like." I did it, and then some twat like kept posting about it, and then it became the Palaf Press. It was like I didn't even popularize it. It was like I just gave it as a rehab exercise. Some blogger of that day and age started posting about it, and then uh, yeah, one thing led to another. Man, didn't it? So it was really funny. Um, yeah, so he's got that little clinic on the side. Yeah, he was just he just kept on trying to make fun of our accents, essentially, um, as you would. I mean, ridiculous accents. But yeah, they've got like 25, 30 coaches, the whole premise of the place. So so the idea of their place is their main clientele and how they earn all their money. Um, so they do small group training, like probably four to eight people um, per coach. Mm. Um, if anybody is a, owns a facility, this is bang on way to do it if you're able to do it um, and how quality training can take place, especially for athletes and high school kids and all this kind of stuff. And we'll talk about high school kids in a minute. Um so well, not in that way. Yeah, not in that way. Um, you thought about that. Um, no, interesting. You said it. But yeah, so each of their sessions lasts probably about 75 minutes, I think. I think they allow those times. So, but every 15, essentially every 15 minutes, they're moving into a different layout in the gym, a different section of the gym. So you walk in, you're ready to go. You go to, you have your coach that is assigned what is your group. You're all doing pretty much the same program. Um, that's there whether you be on like phase one phase two phase three of an adult program of a high school of a age middle school or whatever um, mm. I've got a bunch of them here I'm going to share with that um, and then so the first 15 minutes is like some sort of stretching static stretching release foam rolling whatever then the next phase you like as soon as they're done there a new group is able to come into that bit because they move on to the next bit, which is like just a movement prep kind of like plyo stuff. So a little bit of runs, some jogs, some like that kind but of stuff. But you loved that bit, didn't you, mate? I loved it. I was all over that. I was like, I'm in my element. <sighs> all right. <laughs> um, so they start doing that. So that's like stretch activation. So it's more like a dynamic warm-up stuff. Okay. And so that's like 10, 15 minutes. Then they move on to the next phase. 
um, which is like a jump, run, or throw phase. So that's where your med ball work comes in. So med ball work, box jumps, rotations, and um, if you're an athlete, if you're on an athlete program, they do 10-yard to 20-yard sprints, and they're doing times every single time they're there. So which is pretty cool. Um, we did a bit of that. So that's in the next kind of, that's either two or three rounds or like eight to ten reps of each one. That's going to take, yeah, another ten minutes. Um, then you do your phase one lifts, like probably three lifts, all in one. And you just go bam, 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 probably three times all around them. Kind of not much break because they're generally like, all right, we're going to do trap bar deadlifting. They love a cable chop or a cable lift. They're all about that with the anti-rotational kind of core stability stuff that you mentioned earlier. And then it'll be some sort of plank hold or some like, I don't know, what are they called? Like plank seesaws or something? I don't know. Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, that thing. Um, It'll come to me in a minute. They do that kind of thing. That's three things. He's essentially saying like, all right, you're you're kind of resting in those other ones, so you can go back and trap by deadlift again, maybe for fives. Literally everything is either five, eight, or ten reps. Or 20 seconds. That's it. Nothing else. There's no other rep ranges on these programs. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's just like... It doesn't need to be there. Like I say, it's just simple, isn't it? It's and then, just... so, so you've gone, yeah, kind of roll and release, movement preppy stuff, plyos, lift in phase one, lift in phase two, and then some of them had lift in phase three or kind of metconny work, and then some energy system work. Okay, so you've got six to seven systems in place. So six to seven like sections of 15-minute intervals, about that. So 75 minutes to an hour and a half. Every 15 minutes, the group moves on. Another group can come in and start. So at any one time, you can have six to seven groups in the gym at one time. But that's not overwhelming at all. Like Even though it can get busy, but they're all with a coach. And they're in the right bit of the gym. So they move out the way of the next group as well because it's just flown like that so it kind of goes round in a little circle and then they get to the next phase it just it just worked it was just like these coaches know exactly they're on the point with the timings they know exactly what they're meant to be doing they're chatting they're so sociable unreal they obviously he just built a foundation of like um of nice people and they're all drilled so nice every single person all the coaches that were in the facility at the time we arrived like almost stop what they're doing, come shook our hands, said, Oh, amazing, good to see you, like what's going on? Um, and then was like, Oh yeah, come and observe, we're doing this, we're doing this. We're just like they're like, Oh yeah, you're here to learn, right? You're know, like just just to have a look at what we're doing. Like, oh amazing, cool, I'm gonna go do this. Any other gym, Dan, you you if we if another trainer goes into another gym, mm. it's kind of like, what are they doing here? Like, are they stealing my stuff? Like, why are they looking at me? What's that? All this kind uh, of weird self-conscious crap that you're like, hang on a minute, no, we're just trying to make people better. That's it. Nobody's reinventing the world. Like, we've all learned this from stuff from somewhere. We might as well just share it. Um, it was just so refreshing. And That's quality. I think, like you said, it's people who, are, like you say, obviously know what they're doing, good at what they do, and, and like you say, confident with it, and they don't need to worry about it. That's the thing. They're just... Yeah, just do it. Like, I'd like I just, to- I do feel like the, the I don't know, I don't, I don't know who. Obviously, you've gone to Mike Ball's facility as well, so it's like the top of the top, right? But I feel, I feel like you're right. Even at the top of the top over here, or the perceived top of the top, people would still be a bit like, I don't know, arrogant potentially. Maybe, maybe. I think you know. I think I've 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 known places who that have good reputations that, like you said, just aren't um, all that nice. I suppose. Yeah. I think this should just be a little bit more of that kind of, yeah, come and learn. Like, just don't kind of get in the way, but as long as you're courteous, 100%, why not? Yeah. Um, obviously, it's his facility. Maybe the stuff is a little bit less legally over there. Well, it shouldn't be, but I'm sure they like litigation all over the place. But um, yeah, it was really, it was just nice. Coaches, I've written in my notes, coaches being so damn nice. Um, the layout of the gym was cool. How I would do in a facility. All like racks, just there, bam, bam, bam. It's interesting because I was so you mentioned a little bit how he doesn't back squat, or so he does not back squat anybody. Full stop. Period. I knew, I knew for a while he was like big on. He took it out. I didn't know if it was completely out. I'm pretty sure it's completely out. Um, and he was like, a girl was front squatting, or a lad was front squatting. He was like, that's the first front squat's been in here for the last since like kind of three or four months. It's like nobody's been front squatting at all. So is he, he he has a premise of trap bar 
stuff is probably enough carryover, which if you coach it like that, yeah, 100% probably has. Um, trap by deadlifts. And he goblet squats the shit out of people. Um, that's the thing. Interestingly, all goblet squats. So this was, this was the stuff that, obviously, I love the guy. I think his system's are great. I run that pretty much mirrored kind of programming of how I do my stuff. Obviously, with slight variations of what my philosophies are. Um, but I like the way it's run. Um, but there's... So, like, back squats. I will give back squats to people at some point. Not maybe one or two of my clients back squat right now, but not not very many at all because they, they don't need it. Um, and obviously, I back squat. I like back squat. It's good fun. And then there's goblet squatting. So, I can squat to depth. Absolutely fine. And probably a little bit past what, what he would deem is, like, fine. Um, all Pretty much all goblet squats are to a box. Um, so you kind of got a buffer too, and then you've also got a raise heel. So, but obviously, what would our normal thing be for raise heel? Why would why would a PT in this country say it and do it? Well, increased range of motion. Increased but obviously, you've got the motion. box there. You don't have. It's not the reason, obviously. Yeah. So the reason, which is it, because it's more of an athletic position. It was no. It was it, it was risk of injury. So, which mm-hmm. is totally is is absolutely sound. Because he was like, he was like, look at the fucking knee. And he was like, I realised that obviously within unilateral work, the force of the knee going past the toe will happen. He was like, but doing bilateral work, there's more force because I'm under more load and I'm putting through there. He was like, and I'm the sort of ram, basically you're ramming your meniscus straight into your patella. And he was like, what's the fucking point? You're blowing your knees at some point. He was like, all right, well, we're going to do that <clears throat> under less load, under less stress when we do single limb exercises. And we'll kill it and just do that range of motion and not blow out your knees doing your goblet squats and your bilateral exercises. I was like, kind of makes sense. I was like, I get it. When, when you've, you've given your rationale, you've done that, that's cool. And I was like, yeah, it's got its premise. Absolutely fine. So um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's still, he's still coming at it from a point of view of an athlete not doing with their managing their workload managing their their exactly their, it. yeah their, this, their, their, their um what's the workload and we did yeah. question like the the reps like the set schemes because we were like all right we're taking a step back from because obviously we're well well rehearsed in mrv and all this hypertrophy and all that kind of shit right all the theories that kind of floated around our industry when people don't forget to you just mm. go and lift but he was like i don't care i was like i want these people to come in three times a week I want them to lift at some point all three times. He was like, frequency is going to be better. I was like, if they do it four times a week, then amazing. And they're just going to do three sets. Doesn't matter. He was like, I was like, yeah, frequency is going to kill it. But yeah, I think I just think it's like you said, it's it's, it's managing that, that managing from an athletic standpoint as well. Because yeah. like obviously, like with the with the sports that they're playing, there is a lot of load going through the knee, through the hip, through this their legs. Like, this was with general pop <laughs> as well. Okay. Yeah. But I think he comes because he comes from an athletic background. I think it's coming from that view of well, like I said, he'd rather protect them from from that point of view. But it's, oh, yeah, I just think it's interesting. Like you say that how did he how did he raise the heel? I hope he didn't use fucking two and two and a half kilo no, plates. He <laughs> he'd had uh, specially the designed like cut off wedges, like yeah, metal, yeah. like like the stuff you'd normally put at the bottom on a like a fringe of the, the stuff you would so you don't see people's like ankles wobbling as they're doing it no, on the on the on the on the two and a half kilo plates don't, don't actually like go flat on the on the oh, on the floor do you not use those no oh wait, no I don't just, that. <laughs> yeah just the, the like the the serrated steel that normally lines gym floors on the mm. side of the wall that's the stuff you made out of pretty pretty sturdy crap um just a little lift it's cool loved it um yeah but we were we were briefly chatting about so his big clientele. Also, we 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 witnessed a um, got a, if he ever if he wants to listen, um, follows us on Instagram. But um, Bobby Smith, a guy from Ripped in uh, not Ripped Jim Basildon, Ripped in uh, New Jersey, came up to do an educational session. So every every Wednesday they do like an education at my boards. So he drove like six hours to deliver the seminar. The guy is insane. Like he, he, the most energetic full-blown American dream of a coach. It was absolutely incredible. And he just went full steam ahead. And he was like, it was just like, all right, let's go. Yeah, coach, oh, oh, go, 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 let's go. All right, yeah, he's going, he's going, he's going. Left, 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 on my whistle, go. 
And he was just like, oh yeah, I got him sleeping. I was going. He was insane. It was just like, as soon as he walked in, he just demanded like the whole room's attention. And we, we went up to Mike afterwards, like, oh, how do you like the seminar? He's like, content was meh. It was fine. It wasn't any Grand Prix. He was like, but then my next education session, I'm talking the way how he delivered it. He was like, did anybody not figure out what he was saying the whole time? He was like, he just gripped everybody. Go look him up, yeah. like uh, Coach Bobby Smith. Insane. We were like, we should probably bring him over. Um, fuck it. Be a great seminar. Um, just, just about delivery of stuff, how to get stuff across. Um, so interestingly, because we're going to talk about high school athletes, um, his demographic ripped. He's been running for about eight years, um, profitable gym in New Jersey. He only trains high school children. And 70% of those in his uh, are uh, girls as well. Main quids in if you're a lad, you're a 14 year old lad over there, or 14, 15. You go. I was about to say, yeah, you're yeah. going. You're, yeah, that's right. why you're turning up to sessions, isn't it? Every week. <laughs> yeah. I was like, if you can't get a date, send more send than girls. Do something, Rob. But so obviously, my boy was. Pretty, I, I'm going to go on them. Say probably 65 percent of the clientele, probably more, 70 percent at my boy's place is also high school athletes or middle school, middle school to high school. Um, and then they have more we didn't really witness any evening sessions we were there probably morning to kind of afternoon time um, so there might be more adult sessions there and then like the athletes there was a couple of like NFL players trying to get contracts and like uh, a lacrosse girl who's apparently the face of Nike over there and we didn't have a clue who she was because I played lacrosse in school and don't know what really happens just, I just know there's no boundaries right that's about it they have the little net yeah that it, that it, that's what happened to cross. Um, I think it's pretty aggressive as well. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. Like hurling, hurling's aggressive, isn't it? You see, you watch that. Yeah, similar, I think. But it's got pads on. It's standard American. They always make it with pads on because yeah, pads on just not as manly. <laughs> All right, but yeah, the high school theory, mate. What were we talking about pre-show? Well, yeah, I think I think over there, obviously, like you know, it's such a huge thing in terms of like high school and college athletes. Like you know, we've heard of high school athletes going straight into professional sport, they even skip college. But over there, the system is that the players get drafted from colleges into their pro sports. So over here, it'd be the equivalent of footballers um, going to university and then every single player who plays for the university teams gets put into a big pool at the end of the year and then the, 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 the teams select those players based on how good they are and they, they get to pick out of you know all, all the, the best players, I suppose, in the country. Um and of course, the problem with that, of course, in America is that there's an issue there with, well, what if you're not educated or if you're not smart, you don't get to go to college or whatever. And that's where well, you can't afford college. But that's where a lot of these colleges now and high schools offer scholarships. They offer, you know, money. They basically pay you to go to school, their school. So college athletes over there are big. Some of them have got millions and millions of Instagram followers. Like college sport out there is like um, championship league one football over here. It's like it's it's big. But actually, it's, it's Probably actually bigger than that. We're just as well like, supported. Way, 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 way bigger than that, mate. Like college football yeah. games get more. I mean, sorry. So, I mean, in terms of the standard, it's oh. like the level down. Yeah, yeah, but in yeah, terms yeah. of who watches it and the amount who watches it on TV, like it's still on TV. Like people watch it because over there, like your alma mater or the, the, your alumni or whatever, you know, the, the, the college you went to is like a, a thing for life. Like that's your team. Yeah. Like you go and watch them all the time. More, more so. people watch college football than they do pro football. That's crazy, I think. That's weird. But, um, but yeah, anyway, so basically, obviously, there's huge money in it, and, and that's the way you get in. And, and basically, high school is obviously the, a key period where you're going to grow, where you're, you know, it's important for you to train hard, get stronger. College, obviously, is important, but arguably, I suppose, most athletes are probably made before they even go to college. So the theory, of yeah. course, is over there. Like, a lot of parents are probably just going to go, look, I'm going to pay you, I'll pay you whatever for my kid to make sure that they're a strong athlete. I don't care. If they, you know, I'm going to waive the, you know, I said to you before, they're probably over here. There'd be all sorts of issues with, you know, being allowed to do that. Groups of people, how often they can train and health and you know, stunting their growth and all that sort of shit. And over there, so yeah, the, it's such a massive thing. It's like everyone does it. Like everyone fucking does it. And yet the, over there, they're fucking huge. The theory, like, yeah. So the theory is, um, and I'm unsure. I, you can throw studies at me, hundred percent. Just send me some stuff, but. As far as I was aware, the theory um, of weight training and resistance training under load for kids pre-pubescent would stunt their growth. I find well, that's, that, that's, I find that I don't, madness. I don't think it's the. Th I, I think it's. I think it's a myth. I think it. I think it's. it's I don't think there's any. 
I don't think there's any science showing that it actually is a real thing. I think it's a, a massive myth. I think the science shows it is completely opposite of that. I think it shows that it it's doesn't do anything. It's got to be. It's like it's, um, it's either got a like probably reverse effect. Like, well, like we I'm saying, convinced like, they they, yeah. they get bigger. I'm convinced like, of it. If you train resistance train decently through your puberty, you will be bigger than you are meant to be. Like like you said, over there, it's it's a massive thing, and like kids are training, like you said, middle school. Like, so what's the equivalent over here to that? That's like thirteen, thirteen to fourteen years old. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. So you know they're they're training around that age. And I don't think there's any surprise that America seemed to produce six foot eight, six foot nine, fucking giant linebackers. And over in England, the footballers we produce are fucking five foot eight, <laughs> you know, weigh weigh about sixty kilos. Well, we're talking wet. about Sean Wright Phillips, isn't there? The, yeah, because they just because they just play football all the time. Whereas over there. They understand the the benefits of, of being strong and you know all that sort of stuff, and I'm convinced that a lot of the um, like I said, a lot of those guys over there. With the, and you see their parents, their parents aren't big. No, they're that's not what like Mike massive. Was saying. He was like picking out some guys. He was like, his parents are tiny. He's 13. He's bigger than his dad now. He's like, yeah, I'm it's convinced. Like, it's, I'm convinced it's because of the training. I'm convinced that it's got to be a good thing. So there was there was a guy. There's a guy over here called Dr. Roger Lloyd that does research in this this kind of path. He's a Welsh lad, but he always struggles to get the ethics. Um, he's presented at a few S&C conferences. He's, he's convinced of this theory as well. Uh, we should be resistance training from that early age. And it, with the people that he's been allowed to do it with, it's been kind of positive. But mm. it's just it's just an ethical barrier, isn't it, right? Um, that it I makes sense though, right? If they're training and they're producing more testosterone and more growth hormone and... Yeah. It makes when, it, when, just when from it's a purely like logical uh, logical it's thinking, abundance, like it's yeah, there it makes, and you're growing, sense. and like, and then no, 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 wait a minute, I'm gonna properly train. I'm training properly now. I'm 28, 29. Yeah, you know, uh, probably a bit late now. Um, I'm gonna decline yeah. now, aren't I? So, oh, so if any bonkers. of you, if any of you have got kids out there and they're that age, get yeah. them training, get yeah, them I've, in the gym. I have already bought Isabel a mini squat rack, so that's her Christmas present. That's what's happened. Well, she's already bigger than me, so. <laughs> But no, seriously, I think it, I just think it's, I think we will start seeing this new generation. I think it's starting to come through now more in America. Like there's a, re, you know, you need to go back and think, just thinking of basketball, thinking of Boston Celtics, right? Larry Bird, you know, like six foot eight, like tall, power forward when he was in at the age six foot eight. And now power forwards are like six eleven, like six ten, six eleven. Like they're bigger, they're stronger, way far more than he ever did. Um, you know, he was a really lanky guy. I think he was, I think he was, was he six, seven? I think he might have been six, seven, six, 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 seven. Um, but yeah, like guys now are coming to the league and they're just massive. Like, do you see a picture of the other day of that Ajax player that was, it went viral on Facebook? Yeah, was, no, um, no, yeah, he's playing like under 14s or under 15s. Yeah, it was like an, it was under 15s games, all 14 year olds, and this giant of a 14 year old up against the tiniest 14 year old I'd ever seen. It just looked hilarious. <laughs> um, but we yeah. Had, we had that. I used to play for Chelsea City. Uh, when we were playing semi-pro and there was two, two lads that came um, we didn't really know where they were from and they were, they were decent and then they got offered deals I was like 16, yeah. 17 and uh, then we found out they were 25 to 28 years old like, hang on a minute <laughs> it was like they were training with our like 18s teams and then into the under 23s and the uh, the pros yeah. and then we were like what? Like what? No, <laughs> he's like, all right, well, you're not getting caught. You're not that good. Like, but yeah, just a beast of people, and they didn't know their age. Very strange. Very strange side effects. Um, but yeah, great experience, and I think that's definitely the way it has to go. What has to go? It's happening in America, and we need to. It will happen over here probably in about in about twenty years. A lot more than that. I think everyone's so backwards, aren't they? No, but no, no good. I'm, I, it was obviously going to be a great experience, like, yeah. without a doubt. You know, it's um, without a shadow of a doubt. And I think, it. yeah, I think it kind of mirrors a lot of training I do anyway. And it was just very not reaffirming, but kind of cool to see how everything goes. Um, single limb training for the win. Oh, and then like to be, it was just great that. He doesn't care. He turned up. So we went to dinner with him on the Monday, and I, I told you that he like he, he trained us on the Wednesday, and he was wearing like Crocs, like or sliders, his own Mike Boyle strength coach like sliders the whole time, no socks, just barefoot, and he came to dinner in that in like a hoodie. <laughs> just like we're all like dressed up, we gotta go. <laughs> I bet like, over there it's a bit more normal though. Probably. Yeah, it's oh, so yeah. normal. It's just like 
we were just like fair play, like just wandering around. Like, but to be fair, when you're 16, you're doing 16 that. You don't give a fuck. Do you, he, doesn't, like? he doesn't care. He's like, I'm not made by my money. I don't care. You can pay me anything <laughs> to come there. He was just like, Man. yeah, it's fine. But yeah, really nice, really nice guy. Everybody was really cool um, out there as well. So, oh. Highly recommend. Just drop them like email or something like that, and ask if you. They don't mind. They get like probably one person to come to kind of observe every week. Um, yeah, it was just rare that they had all four of us, all five of us, so, and we're all from another country. It doesn't normally happen. It's normally like I don't know local or in the area or something like that. But they're interns. Like, one's from Brazil. One's from come over from like Slovakia or Turkey or something like that. Like they fly all over the world just to intern there. Obviously, we know about them. So. And he, mm. go get the go get his books and um look out if you're in the uk we will be running his courses uh out of canary wharf in first base pretty good right quality mate quality mate absolutely fine maybe i'll be I'll, there i probably hopefully i'll be there i will be there uh, hopefully i'll be there tommy i'll be i'll be contractually obliged to be there so i have to be there I want to be there as well. So, so. Tommy's a PA, so I think I might be there. <laughs> you were taking the photos, mate. Um, yeah. Talk about photos. Photo shoot. Yeah, so yeah, we had our photo shoot this weekend. So yeah, me and Mike had um, 20, 20, 21, 20 of our <laughs> lovely 20. clients um, at uh, Christopher Bailey's studio over the weekend, and we had an amazing time. It was... Um, yeah, it's incredible. It's really... I'm, I'm Actually, my email that's going out well, today um, about it, um, kind of sums it up perfectly, really. Like everyone, I suppose, goes there with this complete sense of nervousness. Like they don't know what to expect. They're not sure what it's going to be like. And you know, by the end of the weekend, everyone just said what an amazing experience it was. And like some of them signed up for the next one already. They've not even seen their photos back yet. They've not even got their photos back. But they're just like, it's not about the photos. It's about the experience of pushing yourself, achieving something that you didn't think was possible. But also the experience of meeting people who are like-minded. Like I think in in fitness or in this sort of thing i think a lot of people don't get it like a lot of people don't understand why you go to the gym why you want to get stronger why you want to get leaner why you want to look good um and do all this sort of stuff and often people ridicule you for it or they make fun of it or you know they try and they try and knock you off your track and all that sort of stuff so to spend a weekend socializing people who are all the same and all don't judge you for anything. They all celebrate what you're doing. They all think that you, you know, it's amazing what you've achieved. Um, it's really cool. Like it's, it's weird. Like me and Mike kind of took a moment, I think on the Saturday before we went out and we were just like, fucking hell, like it's just a bit surreal to be able to bring 20 people who don't know each other. Yeah. They don't know each, any of them don't know each other together and just have like an amazing night out drinks. Like everyone gets on, you know, they've all made friends, you know, for, well, they've all made friends with, with other people and, you know, they all organize themselves to have breakfast the next day and they've, you know, they're still in touch and it's just little things that you just think like, that's what it should be about. Like it's about finding people who are on the same journey as you and, and, and being close to them and stuff like that. Like, I think it's really important. Um, so yeah, no, it was, it was great. Like I said, it wasn't really about the photo shoot in the end, which is cool. Um, like I said, none of them have seen their photos yet, but they're all pretty happy with it. <laughs> You're like, um, they suck. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it, but, you know, it's just, it's, just a, it's just such a positive environment. Like, everyone's, everyone's worked really hard. Everyone's put all the effort in, and, you know, you reap the benefits of that. And, you know, Mr. Bailey makes it very, very, you know, relaxed, and he's a, he's a quality lad as well. So it's, it's great. No, really, really good. And we've got our next one now in June, which I think we're going to have to do two weekends for because we've sold a lot of places on it already or people have expressed an interest already so yeah really great like i said it's just it just takes a while to sink in a little bit sometimes that you know you're helping these people and i i just i got a card from someone and i got a message from another client and you know when you hear them say that you've literally changed their life it's um yeah it's pretty cool it's it's nice you know because i think on the other on the flip side of it you're not just you're not just getting someone in i think there's an impression there's a there's an, thinking behind it that you're just getting lean for vanity or you're just doing it for that reason but for a lot of these people it's it's life-changing like they you know their, their mentality their mindset they, you know their confidence in themselves their confidence in their own their own ability the confidence they have when they walk in walking i don't know into work like all this sort of crazy shit that you never really think about when you're chatting to them week to week but it comes out in, a, in an event like that when you know they're confident just getting, getting naked half naked in front of a bunch of strangers in a camera like it's um it's weird it's it's really cool though so 
Yeah, we had a great time. What you'd normally call a Wednesday getting half naked. Just a Wednesday, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, own, my only fans account. Um, yeah, so yeah, no, it just it's just really cool. Like it's, and I think in an industry where obviously a lot of people are just out to, I suppose like you said about my boy, you know, just out to try and make money, just out to try and do whatever at the bare minimum and take what they can and stuff. It's so nice to hear people say that you know it's that they that they feel like you've genuinely cared about them and it, you've changed their life like again you can't do that if you don't care about someone like you can't do that just hand them out a shit meal plan a cookie cutter training plan you know it requires you to actually care and give a shit about them and yeah it's a great feeling and it kind of reconfirms why we do what we do and we're having those weeks where we feel like oh maybe it's a bit tough or you know like, like everyone does but i think being self-employed or being an online coach you always have those weeks you feel a little bit like shit maybe it's always good to remind yourself that you've done that so it was very very good so yeah if anyone wants to do the one in june uh, might be too late, but let me know. If not, we'll do one next November as well. And like I said, it's never too late to start. Um, in fact, you're probably better off starting now so that you're in better um, in a better place come come the shoot because it, like I say, it does come around quick. So um, all the photos for them will be out probably before Christmas, which will be good to see. Everyone's before and afters, but you know, unfortunately, you can't see the the I suppose the mental side of the before and after, but it's just the physical. But the fact that half of them want to do it again is probably a good thing. That's shows a good thing, isn't it? Yeah. Shows it's not been, you know, shows that we're not actually fucking morons. <laughs> shows that like they they enjoy Mike's. Uh, well, that's what I think it is. I, 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 I just come back for that, mate. You should just rent that out. Uh, yeah, I, re- I reckon that's probably that's, where it's that's at. A side business, to be fair. Mike's, yeah, just uh, Mike Mike's oiling business. <laughs> Definitely, he do well. I think he yeah. do well. Great. Just can you tell your story as you go through. Just tells yeah. you, give you a couple of options. What do you want to do? Amsterdam or my cookie cutters? Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. What happened with your cookie cutters? Well, <laughs> be interesting. But all right, we've got one more thing to talk about, Daniel. We have. Um, just briefly, a couple of minutes. Um, about, I mean, have either of us used a uh, chiropractor before? No. No. Right. I never will. <laughs> no, never will now. <laughs> Um, they are some sort of alternative medicine doctors, aren't they? I don't. I think that yeah, they're not. They're not. They're like, bigger in the states than they are over here. Yeah, thousand percent. Um, so Henry came over with us as an osteopath, right? Barely. Yeah. Mike. Mike had never met an osteopath. Mike Boyle had never met an osteopath. Oh. And he was like, "Yeah, I've heard of them. I've never met one. I know of them." I know of one of two, but yeah, he was like, they're not a thing over here. It was obviously it's chiropractor or, or PT is their physio, physical therapy. With PT over here is personal trainer, right? But their PT is physical therapy, which is physiotherapist. Super confusing. Um, yeah. But yeah, chiropractic. So <laughs> what is it? This, this lady, lady uh, chiropractor, Miss Shulton, I believe her name is, mm. um, killed a chap. That's right. Um, was it a couple of years ago? But it's kind of surfaced in the, into the media. So it's 2017. Um, on, uh, a poor, the poor girl, um, the chiropractor, that is, Dr. Arlene Scholten, um, broke. So there's a the chap, 80 year old chap, um, went for his third appointment. Where apparently they've been doing all right, um, and then she made a manipulation. And he went like a rag doll with his wife mm. there, like tried to resus everything. He said he couldn't feel his arms. And then from the, like the neck down where the gentle manipulation happened. Um, yeah. He was oh. did a drop, apparently dropping in the section, the treatment table and stretched the joint tissues. He let out a groan and then, yeah, and then he died. Um, was it like a day after something like that in hospital? Um, fucking awful I don't know if it's because it's instantaneous like basically paralysed yeah I wonder if it's because obviously it'd be like obviously you'd have like brittle more brittle bones and stuff like yeah I don't know because he's old or whatever cartilage yeah but it just it was just shocking I mean the the piece I sent you was it was more of the obviously that's like I'm guessing that doesn't happen very often in uh, chiropractic (laughs) Um, but I've never been it's it's a weird profession as well. I, I get there's a lot of people that find a lot of use to it, and it's whole like, all right, 
manipulation doesn't cure everything. I think Henry talked about that on the show with, with the first base mm. takeover. Obviously, osteopathy does a bit of manipulation, and he's like, actually, it's probably all the physiotherapy and general exercise and change of like movements and all the stuff and habits that are probably going to cure you, not the, all right, you're done. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think a, lo- a lot of chiros seem to poster. You get like a YouTube video, type in, chiropractic and they'll be like the best clicks like it's immensely satisfying i love it but you're like it's, i know it's gonna return back in like 20 minutes so. yeah uh, but it was the the coroner urges first trade first aid training for chiropractors it's like ridiculous yeah because that's gonna help <laughs> uh, it's like well, number one it should be mandatory for any healthcare professional personally who works in a health center or whatever should be 100 percent. but it's not make much difference if you're cracking necks is it not really, I don't think. I don't think that would have helped, would it? If she'd have been able to like put him in a recovery position, right? <laughs> recovery position, put a plaster on him. Ah, he's got, he's got, he's got Bell from uh, Beauty and the Beast there. So good, good luck. What well, doesn't matter? Like it was very strange, but I thought it was an interesting piece because it made Dan almost wretch. Um, I yeah, it's imagine just too it's like, Whoa. but we thought we'd happen- end on a happy note, didn't we? Then? Uh, yeah, always we like ending on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, any other business? Not from me. Not from you. Uh, not from me either. I don't think nothing. Nothing too crazy going on. Um, we, I, I guess, Josh and everybody uh, elsewhere. If if we if you want us to kind of dive deep on our little visit with Josh, Carl, Henry, and Darren, and you don't want to hear Dan, then we possibly can do uh, a, another podcast. Um, but in in addition, Dan, do you want it in addition, or do you just want a week off? I don't mind me do whatever you want. Oh. I'll see what the people want. If the people ask for it. They, they, they won't ask for it. No. They'll be like, uh, no. Well, maybe, <laughs> what, what, was, what was the idea? We, we just let Josh and Josh and Henry just talk and we just we just take the week off. Well, they could do that, Sean. Probably do that, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to know I just want to know if Josh asked Mike Boyle why he doesn't use cuff cable flies. Oh, for his yeah, yeah. He did. Huh. Yes, he was just like, where, where are the cable flies? Um, yeah, where's, where's, the, where's the resistance profile of this uh, machine? I, I just kept on uh, taking the piss because I was just like, um, I'm gonna pick. I just kept on doing bicep curls with the trap bar, and <laughs> I was like, "So you use it, right?" So yeah, up oh, no, they uh, they don't really get sarcasm as much over there. No. But <laughs> they're like, "No, dude, that's, that's a trap bar, man." It's like, "Oh, right, okay, is it okay?" Okay, <laughs> and change the rooms that way, right? Okay, good, wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'll <got> see you later. <laughs> I'll see you later. Uh, yeah, it's good though. But in summary. Go look at his books. Amazing. Um, all right, They're good. They are good. Um, yeah, so no business, and we will catch you next week. See you later.